You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the opening, the, the opening drive. All right, so Dan, let's just start with what I sense from being on the air uh, the morning after the Bears every Monday, and then after this latest victory, you get you hear from callers, you hear from texters. I know you get email, you get reactions on yeah. social media. There is a season long and I think citywide debate discussion over the value of winning a game. The Bears are two and one. We know that, and the importance of developing a quarterback. And I think that ideally. You're able to do both. Realistically, it's difficult to balance both, but that's the balance that Matt Eberflus will, will try to strike. My opinion, winning always matters and becomes the highest priority because besides the quarterback, which is the most important position in the NFL, you have to worry about the buy-in factor and the obligation you have to 52 other professionals in that locker room. And I think that, Matt Eberflus answered that question the right way the other day after the game when I asked him about that. And I think that's going to be the consistent approach and theme that carries through this season and this week. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think some of this is about who's setting the priorities and how you're setting them. And some of that is a, a fluid process that has to kind of evolve as the season goes along and you figure out where you're at. Right now, the Bears are deadlocked for first place in the NFC North with the Vikings and Packers at two and one. And so you don't lose sight of that in September. You understand that this team isn't competing for anything and that long range, you've got to, 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 to make strides in meaningful areas, most notably making sure that your quarterback can make improvements and, and progress as a player. But I also think think that when you're in a game like Sundays against the bottom tier opponent and you're at home and you've got a chance to experience success as a rebooting program, you don't just pass on that because you want to get your, your starting quarterback a few more passing attempts on a day where he's struggling mightily, right? No, you go and you, you try to win the football game. So I had very little issue with the way the Bears managed Sunday's victory. The bigger issues are with how their quarterback played, and we'll get into that in a minute. I think Matt's got a challenge all year long, and he's got a challenge in, in motivating this group, right, in, in, in the locker room and, and on game days. And then he's got a challenge of listening to his boss, Ryan Poles, and trying to figure out, okay, w what can we be doing, you know, bigger picture to make sure we're taking some of our, our perceived building blocks or maybe our question mark building blocks and putting them in position to be more sturdy and stable as this program moves along. And that, that's going to be a challenge all year. And, and let's, right. let's see where they go with it. I, I'm very curious to see how involved and maybe that's the wrong word but i think how ryan poles presents himself on a weekly basis we don't get a lot of uh, access to the general manager but he does have a, a vehicle through jeff joniak in the weekly pregame show on wbbm 
uh, the score sister station. And I, and I'm curious to see the rhetoric that he uses and the language and words that he chooses to describe the primary mission of this season, because the, it's the coach's job to win every Sunday. It's the general manager's job to some degree to save the franchise from the coach. And he, they're, they're always competing factors. There's always going to be competing forces in conflict with each other. And, and that to me is the greatest one this year, because let's face it, Justin Fields has yet to hold up his end of the bargain. He has not. You've, you've got a team and a franchise that finally it's refreshing. And I've said this on the air and I, it bears repeating a coaching staff that believes in complementary football. And it's more than a myth. It's more than a concept. You're seeing a defense that's trying to do what it can to help, you know, to do its part on this yes. team. You, you see a running game that's carrying the load for this offense, and you see an offensive coordinator in Luke Getze that is subtly adjusting and adapting and growing on the job. And when I think we saw that last example here, when they had – uh, they were inside the red zone, inside the five. Last week, we were complaining all week about the shotgun and the honeymoon was over and all that happened in that quarterback power against the Packers. This time, they bring in Riley Reef. They use three offensive tackles. They bring in a fullback. Remember him? And they power the ball into the end zone. That was a great play, but that was great growth. And I think that's what I mean. You see this collective effort toward going in a direction that can get people excited but it's now up to the quarterback to catch up. Well, I always think of that. I think it's from the natural, that quote where the, the speech where, where losing is a disease, right? You know, that famous clip from that movie is as contagious as polio. And so when you can avoid losing, right, like you, you have a chance to to build some positive momentum. I think back to 2019 when things were going haywire for Mitch Trubisky in his third season. And there was a moment in October of that season. The Bears were hosting the Saints at Soldier Field without Drew Brees, without Alvin Kamara. And the offense was so atrocious that the defense broke. Right. The defense just ultimately broke. And that's the fear long term. If your offense can't put together enough production to let your defense feel the rewards of its investments and, and its efforts and its productivity on its side of the ball. And so to come out of Sunday afternoon with a win is a huge momentum builder for a defense that is going to be something that can be your flotation device for a while. I'm also looking down at the calendar right now, David, and we still have a few days left in September. I promise Chicago Bears fans that listen to the Take the North podcast that in November and December and January, there are going to be plenty of moments to focus on the development of the future Chicago Bears, right? There's going to become a moment where the in the hunt graphic has kicked the Bears to the side. And now it's all about let's get as many young players, as many reps as we can. And let's make sure we're exposing our starting quarterback to as many situations as we can to test his metal and to test his future potential. But right now, again, we're still in September and you've got a chance here to, to, to win games against, you know, opponents that you're evenly matched with. The Bears have won two out of three in the month. And that's, that's important, right? It's important. The most important thing ultimately into this season is getting Justin unlocked. They've got to still work on that code, but you don't just ignore every other thing because you're so determined to, to, to make that happen, particularly at a time when the quarterback himself is struggling the way he is. Before we take a deeper dive into that quarterback himself, let's look at, I have a question on each side of the ball, yeah. an issue to address. So let's start with the defense that you spoke of. I find it very interesting, and I wonder if it's connected to this emphasis on physical and mental stamina. Mm -hmm. Get your running shoes, guys, because we're going to start to be that team and they're going to be the team that can outlast everybody. Is there any connection, or I guess how tight is it, between that approach and the fact through three games the Bears um, has not allowed a touchdown in the second half? 
I do believe there's a connection and I believe there's a connection because Justin Jones in the locker room on Sunday night essentially told me there's a connection, right? Fluce has preached this since the day we got the training camp that we're going to be more uh, physically strong and mentally tough than our opponents down the stretch of games. And when you have that physical strength and that mental toughness, you can make plays when the game is on the line, which the Bears have done. Again, we talked all about the Roquan Smith interception that set up the game winning field goal, but that three and out series they had after Fields' second interception in the fourth quarter was enormous, right? And that's that's the 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 test of a defense that has just been put in a very unfavorable sudden chain situation inside their own 40 yard line. Right. And, 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 you know, now we've got to stand up and, and at, at best, you know, allow a field goal, uh, you know, or, or get them off the field right away. And they stood up to that test and they won it. And, and, and Justin Jones was emphatic that the reason that they stood up in those moments is because they were ready for those moments physically and mentally. Listen, 12 points allowed in the second half of three games, that's not an accident, right? We'll see where they go from here, but it's at least an early trend that's worth clinging to. And here's the thing. It doesn't really matter if people outside that locker room believe that, buy into that idea or not. It doesn't really matter if even if it's true or right. not related. Right. As long as they believe it, it is true and it is a factor because they feel like as the game gets longer, as the challenges become greater, they get tougher and stronger. So – if they buy into that, that's all you need. That is coaching. And that if you can get your players to believe in something that may or may not be true, that's good coaching. Yeah, I mean, leadership is always about way more than X's and O's. It's about how you inspire and how you reach the guys that you need to produce for you. And they've reached the guys they need to produce for you. I think it's also notable, David, that that the Bears, guys with all pro uh lines on their resume, you know, Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson came up with the takeaways in big moments on Sunday, right? And you ask right. your best players to step up in the biggest moments, and they did that on Sunday. And that's what turns a a potentially dispiriting loss into a win that at the at a minimum, you know, bars the, the doors to all the outside avalanche of criticism that's coming for your quarterback and your passing attack. And that's a big deal. So let's talk about that offense for a moment. And before we get into the Justin Fields breakdown, this offensive line has maybe struggled protecting the passer, but certainly not struggled creating uh, running lanes for running backs. And they have controlled the line of scrimmage now. And on Sunday, it was historically good. The first time since 1984, they had gained that many yards. And when you do something like that, an identity starts to become more apparent and you start again to get that that, that pride that is taken by that collective group of five or six, as it, as it is, on the Bears offensive line, how, how heavy and how far are they going to lean into this identity, do you think? Because, again, there's that competing force. You want to get Justin Fields, his touches if he were a basketball player, his throws as he's an NFL quarterback. But, boy, if you are running the ball and you are playing to the strength of your offense with this offensive line and you got two running backs who are dynamic and complement each other well, if David Montgomery is healthy, that's a nice problem for Luke Getze to have because this identity is becoming clearer. Listen, it beats the alternative of having a feeble passing attack and a running game that's, you know, pedestrian, right? And now all of a sudden, at least you know you can lean on that. And when you lean on that, you can you can ride it to production. They are going to 
use this as a strength because they've obviously established it as a strength over time. They've got to find that balance that mid Eberflus talked about all through week three that they didn't quite discover on Sunday against the Texans. They've got to find that balance eventually, but to have a running game humming the way it is to be able to have it hum when your top running back, David Montgomery is lost in the first half to an injury and to not miss a beat with Khalil Herbert back there is huge. First play of the third quarter offensively for the bears. Khalil Herbert gets 52 yards, David, and you go back and you watch that play and you get terrific second level blocks from Cody Whitehair and Tevin Jenkins. You get a good block up front by Cole Komet. You've got a fullback, the aforementioned Kari Blazingame that you mentioned, get into the hole and just clear out a safety. And now all of a sudden, Khalil's got the easiest job in football, right? Just go through that wide lane and take off into the open field, make one guy kind of miss. And now you've got 52 yards and you set up yourself for a, a, a touchdown drive, right? In which the Bears capitalized and did score a touchdown in that possession. That was one example of many throughout the game where you saw that determination up front that cleared holes and 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 you know paved a way for for Khalil Herbert's big day. And something else that I think is very minor and a small detail, but I think it's also important as the Bears continue to run the football well. Their downfield blocking is outstanding, and that's mm-hmm. another point of emphasis. I mean, this receiving core, I always say, as a wide receiver, you don't want the, the lead to be, boy, he's a really good blocker, because right. that's not exactly what you want to hear. But as a group, this receiving core, they're pretty good blockers, and that's not to be overlooked either. No, and they know they can rely on that right now, too. And, and right now, when, you, when you're grasping as much as they are in the passing game, you have to have something you can rely on, thankfully for them, that they have something right now in this running game that can carry them. Okay, so a couple of detailed things. David Montgomery's health status moving forward, and then in terms of just the right guard rotation, you said last week that you wouldn't be surprised if Lucas Patrick ends up snapping against the Giants. Do you still think things might be headed in that direction? That's my lean. Obviously, Wednesday's practice will be one where we get a little bit more uh, indicator of of what Lucas is doing and and which way this thing is going. Uh, I think that's probably uh, the direction for week four, and, and we'll see if the coaching staff agrees. And David Montgomery? Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait and see on that, right? It's That's a, a nerve-wracking one. And, and Byron Pringle also, uh, you know, left Soldier Field in a walking boot. Uh, it was announced as a calf injury in the press box, but it certainly didn't look good uh, to have that boot on him leaving Soldier Field. So those are some key injuries to your offense. Montgomery certainly far more important to this team's plans. And and, and let's see how he comes through the, the diagnosis and how quickly the Bears are willing to <laughs> let us in on the diagnosis that they received from all the tests. Quick impression, Tristan Ebner, his uh, first extended look at running back. I, I still think he needs to be a little bit more uh, of, a, of an explosive guy, but he is a rookie and he still has room to grow. He needs to be more seasoned. He needs to gain experience. I think the Bears drafted him in part because they think he could be a weapon for them in the passing game as a pass catcher. And there are a couple opportunities yesterday that went astray in part because he and the quarterback were not synced up properly. We can get into that in a minute or two. But listen, like he's going to be leaned on, right? For, for as long as Montgomery's out, uh, this isn't going to be just a one-back offense. And so Tristan Ebner is going to need to step up quickly and in a hurry and understand what's being asked of him. 